Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. You know, today in the new America, in our culture, God's name is often mentioned with little reverence at all. In fact, many people actually use it as a curse word. Even among those who love him, it's far too common to use. Even to those who love God, it's far too common to use his name casually without taking time to ponder who he really is. When you say a blessing at mealtime, for instance, do you realize that you're talking to God who created and rules the universe over all things? Our view of the Lord impacts three areas of our life. It affects our prayers. As we come to know him better and better, our desires will start to look like his goals for us, and our petitions will align more closely with his purposes. What's more, as we recognize his greatness and power, we'll become more confident that he can accomplish mighty things in our lives. And we'll venture into praying big, Ephesians 3.20 and James 4.2. And then our understanding of his righteousness and goodness influences our behavior. If God has these attributes, surely it's in our best interest to obey gladly. And thirdly, your faith is impacted. Why not make this your priority today? What in the world is going on? They got him. A 19-year-old man's been charged with attempting to murder cops after attacking them with a machete in New York City's Times Square. That was on New Year's Eve. A senior law enforcement official said the man, Trevor Bickford, who's believed to have traveled from Maine to New York City to carry out that attack, was motivated by Islamic extremism. Of course he was. Bickford has been reportedly placed on the FBI's terrorist watch list for some time. He tried to kill three cops. Tesla's struggle, they're on the struggle bus. The automaker delivered the most vehicles it ever had in a quarter, 405,000 in the fourth quarter, but that's an 11% jump from the third quarter, and it still came up short of their expectations. So Tesla rolled out a year-end five, no, actually $7,500 incentive for you to buy some of their models. One of them is really good. Overnight, Crashed over a hillside in California, 250 feet off a cliff. No one was injured? That seems impossible. They must really build those things well. Well, we like our sports. We especially like our football games. And big trouble today, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin is in very critical condition. At a Cincinnati hospital today after suffering cardiac arrest in the first quarter, of Monday night's football game on the NFL, according to the Bills, the game a highly and the game a highly anticipated event. That matchup between the Bills and the Bengals was suspended by the league after an hour. After Hamlin took a hard hit while tackling someone, he stood up for several seconds and then just collapsed. Most who witnessed said they'd never seen anything like it. Medical personnel rushed to attend to him, administered CPR, gave him oxygen, and rushed him off to the hospital again. He is in very critical condition. Prayers, much appreciated there, I'm sure. And you think that they would be together, not in disarray. Representative Kevin McCarthy appears not to have the votes needed to win the House Speaker's gavel on the first ballot anyway, as a crucial group of conservative Republicans demanded a radical departure from the status quo, as in chamber leadership. During a Sunday night conference call with members of the GOP conference, McCarthy, from California, Republican from California, acceded to a key demand pressed by members of the right-wing Freedom Caucus who had insisted on allowing the process to remove a speaker known as a motion to vacate. 
to be initiated by just five Republican members instead of a majority. A motion to vacate was filed in 2015 by then-Representative Mark Meadows of North Carolina and triggered the resignation then of House Speaker John Boehner from Ohio. Remember that? The rule was changed in 2019 by the Democrats. What's going to happen? And there's no one in the wings. The Republican Party, a bit in disarray. And what in the world is going on here? Although today's widespread transgender recruitment craze targeting kids, school children, is enthusiastically supported by America's governmental, academic, and cultural elites, all of those nutcases. Conservatives and Christians condemn the movement as being demonic, satanic, well, I guess. Indeed, considering the irreversible bodily mutations and shockingly high suicide rate, the satanic label isn't surprising, with columnist and podcaster Jason Whitlock telling Tucker Carlson recently, all of this to me is absolutely satanic. The targeting of young people and children that are very impressionable at a very early age, when I look at the face of this transgender movement and the trans agenda and the confusion in the minds of kids, when I see that, I think this actually is satanic. Well, amen. Even Reverend Franklin Graham decries the reality that students are being encouraged and groomed by older students to change their sexual identity. Satan, the evil one, is a deceiver and brings chaos, disorder, and confusion. It's not a happy lifestyle when you reject God's original design. Excited to have on the program next week, Dr. Ken Copley and his new book, The Great Deceiver. Most of you know we're doing a lot of work with Southwest Radio Church, and that's just one of three major interviews in the month of January. Southwest Radio Church, if you don't listen to it, Watchmen on the Wall, you need to tune in, my friend. But this thing with Copley is really good. Talking about demonic influence in the world today, stronger than ever. And those of us who've worked in this area, hey, it's uh, it's moving up fast in this country. Just one part of it. It is satanic. It is demonic. Pray, my Christian friend. Boy, I read this and I say, sure, why not? The church at Planned Parenthood in Spokane, Washington, has been ordered to pay $110,000 in damages to the Planned Parenthood of Greater Washington and North Idaho. According to KXLY, a judge ruled that the church violated state law and that their meetings interfered with patient care. Uh, their actions, the judge claimed, created an increased risk of hypertension, increased pain, and a variety of psychiatric symptoms. Ah, another trip to Moronville. The so-called symptoms were allegedly caused by the group willfully or recklessly disrupting the normal function of that health care center. Are you kidding me? Murder Central, that's what it is. God grief, Charlie Brown. So when a cop pulls over a car, you don't know who is in that car. Case in point. Brian Koberger, the suspected killer of four University of Idaho students who police arrested in Pennsylvania on Friday, made that 2,500-mile road trip home with his father and was pulled over twice in Indiana, right here along the way. That according to his public defender. Wow. So what are other people thinking around the country? Like you? Coming off several challenging years, Americans are entering 2023 with a mostly gloomy outlook for the United States as majorities predict negative conditions in 12 of 13 economic, 
political, societal, and international arenas. When offered opposing outcomes on each issue, about 8 in 10 U.S. adults think 2023 will be a year of economic difficulty, with higher rather than lower taxes, and a growing rather than a shrinking budget deficit. More than 6 in 10 think prices will rise at a high rate, and the stock market will fall again in the year ahead. What do you think? I like the thought that the sun is always shining in the heart of the Christian. Well, I know many of you like it. He's a Christian, talking about the former Arkansas governor, Mike Huckabee. He was a Republican presidential candidate as well. He is a nice guy. He published a piece that's really rattling people's cages. It was the attention to the case of Brunson versus Adams, set to be heard before the U.S. Supreme Court this week. What the plaintiff, appellate, Rollin Brunson of Ogden, Utah, and his three brothers seek is nothing less than the removal of the President of the United States and Vice President from office, arguing members of Congress failed to fulfill their constitutional duty on January the 6th, 2021, by not reviewing allegations of fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Sit down. I guarantee the Supreme Court story is very real, wrote Mike Huckabee. The Supreme Court has agreed to a hearing for a case that could conceivably, please consider this as the longest of long shots, overturn the 2020 election, throw out all of the legislators who voted to certify the results and leave them ineligible to run for office ever again, even for town dog catcher, Huckabee explained. The case is set for oral argument Friday, January the 6th the second anniversary of the Capitol incursion. Wouldn't that be something? It's a long shot, of course, but just the idea of it, fascinating. Russia finally did it. They issued a rare acknowledgement of death of their soldiers. They said 63 were killed. Ukraine said thousands were killed when uh, Ukraine on New Year's Eve had a strike at their barracks in an occupied city of Donetsk. Who's telling the truth, do you think? Twitter being sued for not paying $136,260 in rent on its San Francisco office space. Martina Navratilova, remember her? Great tennis star, diagnosed with both breast and throat cancer in a statement. The tennis legend said the prognosis was good. Many are thinking about actor Jeremy Renner today in critical condition, stable condition, somehow had a snow plowing accident on Sunday. Well, it doesn't sound like much, but I personally think it's a big deal. A Texas teacher came up with a creative way to stop her students from teasing a classmate. She chopped off her hair. When Shannon Grimm noticed that a five-year-old girl in her kindergarten class was really sad and depressed at school because friends think that she looks like a boy, she wanted to cheer the student up by showing some solidarity. I would cry because I would think school was not fun, said the little girl. What better way to show them that you can look any way you want and still be true to yourself and that you can be whatever you want. It doesn't matter what you look like than to cut my own hair. That's what the teacher said on Facebook. Graham even purchased matching hair bows for her and the little girl to wear. At a school board meeting last week, the little girl presented Grimm with a medal for being her hero. During a very difficult time in her life, Grimm had also nominated this little girl for District Student of the Month for being brave in these circumstances. Yep, it's uh, about others.
Good job, ma'am. And finally, who said that? Truth. It's the new hate speech in America. During times of universal deceit, telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. George Orwell. This is good advice. Never lie to someone who trusts you. And never trust anyone who lies to you. Good advice for all of us today. Let your smile change the world. But don't let the world change your smile. Never thought about this, but I guess it's true. If you don't like me, someone else will. If you're not missing me, someone else is. If you don't love me, someone else does. I I like that. The question is, me, 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 where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. A friend in need is a friend indeed, and I always need friends, it seems like. And I sure appreciate your prayers and kind comments that just keep me fueled daily on Facebook. Greg, Jerry G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. So many of you have Facebook saying, we're going to be there Saturday night in Elizabethan, and we're going to listen to Sherathon, and well, all that kind of stuff is such an encouragement. And don't forget, still need volunteers at 423-878-6279 down there in Tri-Cities, WHCB, Sherathon. Want to volunteer to do so? Oh, it's great. It's a great time. 423-878-6279. I'm looking forward to it. So how would you characterize your walk with God today? Is, is it one of assurance and joy? Are you happy at his continuing uninterrupted forgiveness for your sins? We need to go back there, I think, often. I'm talking about when you were saved. I do it a lot as a reminder of what I used to be and what I am now. Or, wait a minute. Are you one of those that feels as if a dark cloud of divine displeasure somehow hovers over you today? You know, if you're living in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ and you feel unable to enjoy your relationship with him, it might be that a false sense of guilt is is hampering you. The devil and his demons working you over the day. The word forgive means to excuse for an offense, to release from punishment, or absolve from payment of something owed. In terms of our sin debt, the foundation for our forgiveness is the sacrificial, substitutionary, all-sufficient, get that, Atoning death of Jesus, Romans 6.23 instructs us about the crucial role of divine pardon, right? The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Forgiveness, then, is a matter of life and death, is it not? And we ought to take that very seriously. To understand the importance of sensing our Heavenly Father's approval, consider an earthly example. Many people, unfortunately, grow up in a home where, regardless of what they do or how well they do it, parental praise and encouragement's just not there. I wonder how many of you listening can say, been there, done that. And the result is chronic insecurity in their life, a lack of intimacy, bondage that stems from wondering if their performance can ever really be adequate. My friend today, If you feel uncertainty regarding your relationship to God or somehow you believe that you deserve his disapproval, you're going to be unable to experience the intimacy and the joy being wrapped in the Father's loving embrace today. And sadly, that exact problem plagues so many of God's people today. Some may feel this way because they are living in disobedience, but 
but too often a false sense of guilt results from not being quite sure of pleasing God. Some people think of righteousness and sin in terms of kind of a cosmic scale. They wrongly assume the good they have done will outweigh their negative conduct. You know, if that were the case, God accepted and judged us solely on the basis of our performance. Some unsaved individuals could easily outdistance certain believers with regard to those, oh, kind and benevolent deeds in life. But my friend, performance is not the basis of God's judgment. The reason we are guilty is not simply that we have committed evil deeds, we've sinned. We are guilty because of what we are, human beings born with a sinful nature. When the first man sinned against God there in Genesis 2, 16, 17, the human race became tainted with a congenital sin problem called evil nature, also known as the flesh, and it was transmitted to all of Adam and Eve's descendants, to you. That means that every person is born with a a bent. You're away from God. The truth should be obvious to everyone who has ever observed a young child for any length of time. Isn't it strange that kids have to be taught obedience, but instinctively know how to disobey, how to be bad? Rebellion comes naturally to every human being. But when Christ comes into your life, the old nature is crucified and replaced by a brand new nature that is obedient to God. This does not mean you're never going to sin. We still have the capacity to do wrong. Of course you do every day. As well as your behavior patterns, it's got to be restrained. That's for all of us. However, sinning is against our new nature. It no longer fits into what we are as children of God. Isn't that true? In Jeremiah 2.13, the prophet sums up the essence of our guilt, regardless of the details of any particular wrongdoing. And there's a million stories out there today. For my people have done what? Forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves broken cisterns that can hold no water. Jeremiah is describing reservoirs chiseled out of rock to catch water for drinking and and for other purposes. A cistern was beneficial only after rainfall. It was useless during droughts. And if it happened to have a crack... It would prove as ineffective as a hole dug by the seashore, which is filled by the next wave but quickly empties because it has a sandy bottom. In contrast, God's living waters refers to continuously flowing water that is pure and readily available and plentiful. Living water, my friend, that is a gift of God. Jeremiah likens sin to rejecting ever-flowing fountains in favor of carving out our own imperfect, limited little basins. You know, if you refuse the Lord Jesus Christ and his boundless resources, then you're attempting to meet your needs your way based on your own powers. That's in opposition to the plan of God. Such self-reliance is the same as saying, see how deep and wide my cistern is? See many gallons of water that it can hold? I dug it with my own hands, my own strength. In other words, living apart from God is really a matter of being proud. That's a Christian problem, boy. Unbelievers are not only ones who make this arrogant error. Christ followers who have been obediently will also face situations involving lifestyle choices, conduct choices in life. And despite previous conformity to the will of God, they may now think, Lord, I I think I know what you're saying here, but here's what I'm going to go ahead and do. And they take their own path. Jeremiah was trying that when he went to carve out his own lifestyle apart from God. 
we are expending a great deal of energy to dig our own holes that got large cracks in them. It cannot meet our needs, cannot bring security, will never provide contentment or offer peace, nor can it earn the Lord's favor. We experience His blessings not by our self-efforts, but simply by receiving what God pours out as well, a gift of living water into our lives. You know, we tend to put tremendous energy into doing things to suit ourselves, which is fundamental nature of sin, meeting needs our own way. However, it's not going to work because God designed a life in such a way that we can never be truly satisfied except by God's presence. So let me ask you, have you been expanding energy trying to dig your own cistern, carving out a lifestyle that you think will somehow bring peace and fulfillment and joy? If so, you may not be guilty of any Oh, blatant sins, like lying and adultery and stealing and gossip and murder, and you just simply ignored God. The Lord sees that as a big sin. While He created you for a primary purpose of glorifying Him, according to 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20, hewing out your own lifestyle as a way of glorifying yourself, you're guilty of choosing to neglect the Lord, which is the nature of a sinful man. The only hope we have is a transformation by the grace of God. When we receive the Savior into our life, we're given a brand new nature, 2 Corinthians 5.17. This time, it goes toward God instead of away from God. When it comes to a new attitude and perspective, no longer must we operate under a cloud of divine disapproval, struggling somehow to earn God's acceptance. No longer must we strive to work harder, wondering, how much deeper, how much wider do I have to dig this thing? How large must it be? Suddenly you come to the realization, why have I been trying so hard to hew out my own abundant eternal life, which is, hey, it's a free gift. And here's something. You've probably heard it. I can't believe a loving father, your God, would ever send anybody to hell. I agree. Let me explain. You must trample over the cross of Jesus Christ to get to hell. And you also have to tread through his blood by an empty tomb over the prayers people have offered for you, across the hymns that you have sung, the sermons you have heard, and the witness of others that have been born to you. You have to step on the word of God that is all around you, as well as the evidence of Almighty God himself in all creation, Romans one twenty. In other words, you have to fight your way into hell, crossing all the barriers God has put in your path to keep you from a life of selfish rebellion and disregard for Him. God doesn't send people to hell. He laid down His life in front of them, and they have to deliberately, willfully choose to trample over God to get there. The problem, not your deeds, but your inherited sinful nature, admit it. Ask God to forgive you today, not based on any promise to do better or be better, but on the basis of Jesus paying your full sin debt on the cross. You dig the well, that cistern, it's going to continue to leak. But the moment you receive Christ as your personal Savior, your guilt is canceled. You're completely forgiven, and you receive a brand new nature. John 3, 3, born again, great term. And it's God's free gift of living water. And it will flow freely and abundantly into your life. Don't stop it. And a closing thought or two? Sure. When my wife gets a little upset sometimes, just a simple, honey, calm down. I, I say that in a soothing voice, and that's all it takes to get her really upset. 
<laughs> Had to say for another day. Trust things are going well in your world. Thank the radio station for carrying the broadcast. And don't forget, we're looking forward to being at WHCB the first three days of March. And you can listen to past programs last month, last year. Sure you can. GregPatton.com, iTunes. Listen to any or all. Tell others about the broadcast and you join us again tomorrow. Same time, same place. God bless. And that's the way it is. Tuesday, January the 3rd, 2023.